0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terra. We will now be listening to the third and final page of Those That Live Above Us. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. (laughs) After Mrs. A locked the door, the four of them looked at each other. The two 30-somethings and the Alucards, almost similar to the showdown in Gunfight O.K. Corral. 30-something male asked them what the hell was going on and told Mr. and Mrs. A to get out of the apartment. Mr. A shook his head and told them no. 30-something looked at him and then at his female partner and asked Mr. A if he was stupid and to get out of their apartment again. mister A replied that his wife and himself know what they are, and that they were here to stop. Both thirty somethings looked at each other and laughed. mister A then asked, him, Why were they laughing? Thirty something Male repeatedly shook his finger at mister A and told him that he was a very funny old man. Nodding, Mr. A asked him again what was so funny that he said. He was then told that they, meaning the 30-somethings, were young, and Mr. and Mrs. A were old, weak, and frail, and that they don't realize that there is no escape. Mr. A then asked, escape from what? Suddenly, the 30-something male's skin started to shed, falling off in chunks. As the skin fell and hit the floor, it made a thumping noise, which the Alucardes realized that was that one of the noises they were hearing through their ceiling. The skin was also falling off of the 30-something female, again making the same thump. The Alucards patiently waited for the transformation to finish. Once complete, with the outer skin gone. Two beings, dead gray in color, black slits for eyes, razor sharp talons, replacing fingernails and long fingers stood before them. Their ears were elongated, noses had fallen off and replaced with two openings which opened and closed with each breath they took. Hair on their heads was patchy, missing in some places in their grey scalps. The male walked closer to Mr. A and in a deep guttural voice asked Are you scared now? Calmly, Mr. A looked at the creature, then at Mrs. A and said to her that he was right and the other odor that he had smelled those couple of times was the odor of A ghoul. Suddenly, the male ghoul raised his right arm and slashed Mr. A with the razor-sharp talons while he was still looking at his wife. But Mr. A was quick. He caught the ghoul's wrist before it was able to slash him. The ghoul tried to pull away but could not break the grip that was being held on his wrist. The female ghoul then screamed and attacked Mrs slashing wildly, but Mrs. A easily dodged each attempt by the female ghoul, the talons whistling through the air. Finally, Mrs. A punched the female ghoul in the chest, sending it crashing into the telescope onto the glass The female ghoul laid there, the wind having been knocked out of its chest, gasping. The male ghoul, seeing its mate, lying there, then tried to slash with its left hand, which Mr. A easily caught again. The male ghoul could not break either grip. Fear was in its eyes. Suddenly, there was a loud cracking sound. Both of the ghoul's wrists were snapped by Mr. A, and he bent them backwards, the ghoul crying out in pain. It fell to its knees, looking up at him, and in its guttural voice, asked Who are you? Mr. A looked down at him and told him this.
1: I have been in existence for centuries and have gone by many names. I have witnessed millions of deaths, wars started by the greed of men. Wars started because man was told to fight each other by their gods. I myself was responsible for deaths of humankind, a number too great for me to bear. The world would never forgive me, which I understand. But still, there came a time when I had had enough. I no longer wanted to be a contributor to death, but one for life. I seek redemption for the pain and suffering. I. Forgiveness is a word I will never hear, but perhaps someday my conscience will be clear. But until then, I will protect the young, the old, the weak.
0: The ghoul then asked again, Tell me who you are. Mr. A looked at him, his eyes turning yellow, and said,
1: I am your judge, jury. An executioner.
0: Immediately after saying that, Mr. A proceeded to rip off the arms of the ghoul at the shoulder. The male ghoul screamed in pain, its dark green blood spurting from its side. Throwing the creature's arms to the floor, Mr. A then grabbed its face and tore off the bottom jaw of the creature. Barely alive, The male ghoul looked at his female partner, whose head was being twisted around and around by Mrs. A, until she was able to pull it off from the rest of the body. She then threw the head on the floor, which bounced a couple of times, and came to rest on its stump of a neck. Even though its arms and jaw were torn off, the male ghoul was not dead yet, until Mr. A ripped out his throat. With the ghouls dead, the Alucards opened the suite door. Patiently waiting outside in the hallway were other residents of the block. Once they had left, the residents went in and started cleaning up and disposing of the bodies of the ghouls. They found that the second bedroom had been a feeding with its collection of bones, various body parts that hadn't been, and items such as clothing, jewelry, and so on. The cleanup took a couple of weeks before the suite was able to be put back on the market for rent. Unless you knew what had taken place, new tenants would never know what had occurred in the suite. After having had tea with the Johnsons, suite number 10, two weeks after the ghoul fiasco, Mr. and Mrs. A were out for a walk in the pleasant evening air. Returning to the block, a moving truck was parked at the loading dock. A young couple was there struggling with a couch that they were trying to move from the loading dock to the elevator. Mr. and Mrs. A walked up and asked if they could give them a hand The young man said to them that would be a great help. After moving the couch into the suite, the young man introduced himself and his wife. Mr. and Mrs. A introduced themselves and told the couple that they lived in the suite below. The young man again thanked them for their help and his wife mentioned that they were very excited to have been able to get the suite. She also mentioned that the second bedroom was going to be turned into a nursery because she was expecting mrs a smiled and told them it would be very nice to have a baby in the block and to hear the pitter patter of little feet back in their suite mr a turned the television on leaned back in his chair and made the comment to his wife that it was going to be nice to have young blood in the block mrs a nodded and smiled and already began to knit a sweater for the little one on the way.